Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus, I'm your host. Uh, we are on episode 147. I'm jo- joined tonight by Johnny from the North Bank, Big Steve and old man Trev. We're going to look back at the Wolves game. We're going to look ahead to the Rapid Vienna game and uh, fans returning to the stadium. Might even touch on um, the North London derby briefly. Uh, I hope you do enjoy the show. This is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Boys, how are we doing? I, you know, I, I, I am struggling, really struggling to get upbeat at the moment. Just about our Arsenal Football Club and and what we're going through. Arsenal's boss Mikel Arteta said he's not worried about his position after uh, we slumped to the worst start since 1981, a defeat at home to Wolves, and a game that was overshadowed by a nasty head head injury to uh, both Raúl Jiménez and um, also David Luiz. Um, Trev, you'll remember 1981. We were talking about. I remember 1981. I, I remember the mid 70s as well, Fergus. We have been this, in this place before. We have been here. You know, it's funny. Up the first person that pops up tonight is our good friend and our, and our very good friend of the show, Trolls. Good evening, Trolls. By be. the way, mate. <laughs> Trolls. last week said that uh, can we try a little be a little bit more positive. Trolls, we're going to do our best, mate, but it's hard tonight, son. It's really hard tonight, Trolls, but we'll do our best. We'll do our best. I'm in a bad way, but I do remember worse times, Fergus. You're right, son. So we're going to try and pick it up, but we're going to have to work hard to do it, my friends. And in 1981, we're under under the management of Terry Neal. Terry Neal lasted then till the end of December 1983. Um, And in the season of uh, the, the 81 season, we end up finishing fifth. You know, and if we finish fifth, we had no social media, son. We had mm. no social media in '81, mate. You know, we we used to we used to meet up before the game on a Saturday, talk about our what our hopes and were for the game. Meet up after the game, and if if we slag them off, we slag them off. And and then if we play midweek, we'd be at it again. But you didn't have all week with all these millions of people to talk about with it, you know, and, and the players yep. didn't have it all on their backs, you know? So it was, it, it was, yeah, I remember times just as bad. I remember times worse, but, but that in them days, we didn't have this evil thing called social media. I know it's a great thing at times, but sometimes it's evil. Not helping us at the moment, mate. Not helping us. No, I, to be honest, Sorry, I, 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 you know me, I, I like social media. I think this platform that we've got here to be able to, uh, produce a podcast from our, our offices, bedrooms, whatever it be, and also the friendships that we've made via social media. But I also see it as a toxic environment and a toxic place where people do some horrible, horrible things. And when we just um, uh, put it around football, uh, you know, how many how many football fans are supporters, Arsenal fans, gooners that uh, are on on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, spouting a whole lot of crap. Um, and they, they probably don't even know what they're looking at. They've probably never been to a game, whatever, you know. Um, Johnny, good to speak to you, mate. Good to see you again. Um, 14th in the table after five losses in 10 league games. A year uh, to the day since Unai Emery was sacked as head coach. And we've been beaten three times uh, in the Emirates in the last three games. 
how are you i'm about as downtrodden as the rest of us um i as somebody that tries to look on the brighter side of things generally speaking i tried to find the silver lining and it doesn't go much further than some of the certain players wanting to play up like Tierney and Gabriel and the youngest younger players. But apart from that, I'm pretty apathetic about the performance and the way we've been playing. I'm kind of glad I didn't, I couldn't actually watch the Wolves match after hearing about it, to be honest with you. Yeah, you, you were. What does apathetic mean? <laughs> you can take the man out of North London. You can tell you come from N17. Um, what, hey, uh, shut your face, Fergus. Shut, <laughs> take that back. Take it back now. It's a fact. It's a fact. We're going to lighten this mood tonight if it kills us. <laughs> Steve, Leno, Bellerin, Louise, uh, who got substituted. We'll talk about that in a minute. Gabriel, Tierney, Sabayas. Shaka, William, Willock, Saka, Abamyang. What did you make of that lineup? Um, I, I, again, on paper, that lineup's good enough to go out there and get a result. We've seen them go out and get results before. Um, so the, the, I don't think ultimately you can you can fault the lineup. You know, it's it's a it's a tough one because we've got all these different factors that I'm sure we'll touch on. Managers' fault, players' fault, who picks them, why do they not perform? Blah blah blah. Ultimately, the lineup is good enough. With you know that that same team minus one or two went and got a result at the end of last season over at Wolves. We haven't. I don't think we've lost to Wolves. You know, I think is it once once since they've been been up. We've lost the before. season before last. I think we lost at home. Yeah. So no, we, and I was there, and it was absolutely dire. No, we haven't. We haven't lost to Wolves since 1979. Yeah, I think pretty, it was. I'm pretty sure we lost the season before last. No. No, we haven't. No, we, drew, we drew, Johnny. We drew two all, mate. We nearly got turned over at home. We should have lost, but we didn't. We drew two all, Johnny, mate. I'm sure we did, pal. Let's get an independent adjudicator in to, uh, to verify. Uh, the, la the, la the last victory against Wolves was 1979, September 1979. It was a 3-2 victory uh, at Highbury for Wolves. So, yeah. I tell you, it was an absolutely dire game. Yeah. So, so let's my, I think it was my daughter's first game. Uh, my youngest daughter's first game, and she cried on the way home. It was so bad. Oh, man. Oh. Listen, Abamyang seems to have lost his fluency going forward, uh, and the world-class striker that he's meant to be, our premium asset, has only scored twice in the league this season. Mm. Trev, what's wrong with Alba? Oh, Fergus. Oh, who knows what's wrong full stop? But Alba's just, he's gone. He's gone to extreme now. I keep thinking that he's got to score. He's got to score this week. He's got to score this week. And it's been going on and on for a while now, hasn't it? Whether a new contract is, is playing on his mind, it shouldn't be. He seems a very confident young man. You know, he's, he, he, he struts about and he seems happy enough. So is it is it more to do with the fact of who's playing behind him? You know, that we haven't got, and we say it most weeks, we was hoping Sabios might do it, but he, he fed in, in great respect to Sabios, he's not done it. We haven't got anyone that can put that cutting ball through for Albert to play onto, or, or even Lacker to play onto. You know, I, I, I think that our problems are more to do with behind the back line, behind the front line, but in front of the back line. I've, I've 
I've got a right arm with Xhaka still. Got a right arm with Xhaka still. Who hasn't? Who hasn't got the hunt with Xhaka at I the end of the day? Root, it's the root. It's very near the root cause of our problems. Is Mister Xhaka? You know, I it, I was waiting for him to pop up on social media this week because he always spouts a lot on social media, but he's been very quiet this week. Granite Xhaka, and right, so he should be. So he should be, as they all should be. Um, I don't know what's up with Alba Fergus, but I just think that the problems may lay elsewhere. Mm. Ryan I mentions think, in the comments, sorry, Ryan mentions in the comments, which is probably the game you're referring to, that Wolves beat us 3-1 in 2019. Not in the league, Ryan. It may, it may be in a cup game or, or something like that, um, I expect, but uh, not in the league. Bamiyang, though. In the league, but it was away. We did we have lost to him. Yeah, well, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, sort yourselves out. Sort yourselves yeah. out before I come back and bang Abam three of his heads together. <laughs> now then Abamyang touched yeah. the ball eight times in the first half. Three of those were from kickoffs. Uh he was gifted two second half opportunities. Uh Steve, you watched the game. What did you make of those opportunities? And um, he didn't even get them on target. No, it was poor. I think I think. I think the closest we got to, I think we were actually going to score was was probably Saka's. To be honest, I, I mean, I, I can't even remember the second. I think one Alba put just straight wide, and I can't even remember the other one because I was watching it. But it's it's one of those things, you know. Sometimes when you see a performance like that, you even though you're watching, you completely switch off and you're just numb watching it. But I remember the Saka chance, and and I think that was probably as as close as we got to a to a second goal, was it not? Hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm just looking at the comments here. Daryl uh, says that we need a number 10. Other people are talking about Ozil. Yes, I think we need somebody to supply um, a, a, a Yang or Lacazette at the forward line with some service because nothing seems to be coming out from uh, the defensive midfield areas, the forward midfield area. And, and Willock has been tried in that area. Saka, we've tried in that area. We've all said on here that um, we'd probably put Saka in that free role along uh, behind the back line. And I think that would be a, a good place for him. Um, um, uh, go on. Undoubtedly would, Fergus. It undoubtedly would. Yeah. But the, us fans, we often see things and the club don't seem to do it. But they're the experts at the end of the day, so they know best. Of course they know best. Look at the rubbish we, we're lumbered with, you know. It's, we, we need... We need a number 10. Someone just mentioned Ozil, right? And I know we don't like talking about Ozil too much on this podcast, right? But thinking of, think about Ozil, right? He didn't do a lot for Wenger at the end, right? He didn't do a lot for Wenger at the end. He didn't do... It, I, I honestly think that the main driver between behind Emery getting the sack was Ozil's poor performances, right? The Europa League final, I'll bang on about it, and I'll always bang on about it. Ozil was non-existent. If we'd have had a proper on-form Ozil in the Europa League Cup final, we win that, right? So now, I think about I think Ozil lost, now, yeah. right? I think about Ozil now, right? And I think, right, if they've made the decision that he's not going to play for the Arsenal anymore, if he's made the decision, if they've made the decision that he's not going to be in the Europa League squad, which they've done, right, then... Don't take this the wrong way. This is not an insult to Ozil. This is just the way I see it. Why on earth is Ozil still training and mixing with a first-team squad? If because he's not going to play with it, it's in no, his he's, 
What, that he's got to train with a first-team squad? Yeah, he can't be Shall excluded he... from first-team first, um, tasks and stuff. He uh, has to be allowed to mix. He can't be excluded unless it's a um, disciplinary matter. So he... Uh, that sounds like it's all, it's all, it's all been worked out in his contract that he can't be excluded. So he's the little puppeteer that people are saying that uh, whispering people's ear. He sounds like my bloody mother-in-law. Is that hey. something that someone's come up with on on social media again, though, Johnny? Because Arsenal haven't told us, have they? Arsenal haven't no, told like us that, right? In, in, right? Yeah, in but fairness, we don't right? listen to agents. We don't in, listen in, to in, agents. It's standard, agents standard in players' contracts nowadays. Okay. We, want, we want one ages want one thing money money he, he, uh, you he, see he, we've he, got we, we bang on about these young players right we bang on about these young players but what are young people what are they i'll tell you what they are they're impressionable young people right they're impressionable young people and they're obviously getting the wrong impressions from somewhere because they're starting to lower their standards to the rest of the rubbish fergus i'm going to shut up now let you carry on sorry sir you know, the, the thing with Ozil and his contract, um, he does get a reduction in wages for not making first team appearances. So rather than the 350, he's on 250. He does have an obligation to turn up for training. He does have an obligation to appear in a certain amount of first team training and stuff like that. If we, uh, the, the club have to be very careful because I believe uh, that there's some wranglings going on between his agent and Ozil and our uh, officials. And if we excluded him from first team training uh, on top of excluding him from both the uh, Premier League squads and the Europa, Europa League squads, it would be constructive dismissal, as Terry said in, 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 yeah. in the comments. Um, so I, I, I honestly think you've got a huge point about him. And I, 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 I can't see that his influence on the uh on the, the the morale behind the scenes is very good because if you've got somebody who's really unhappy like that it is going to influence other players um you know they're all multi-millionaire sportsmen and everything else they will talk among themselves you've got uh shed said Kla uh, uh, there as well who's uh best mates with ozil he's been ostracized to a certain degree and you've got other players who are on the wane on the last year of the contract so overall we've got a very on a happy camp at london colney um, and there's some other bits and pieces going on as well, you know, um, that, that we're, we're, we're not really probably very much aware of. Somebody in the comments, who was it? I think it was it was one of the worst drivers I know. Uh, it's a guy called Pete Dewar. When I used to be fit and running, Pete Dewar uh, nearly ran me over locally uh, when I was running across the road. And he wants to um, he wants to ask Steve Erickson. No. Would you have him? No, 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 no way. Good he was player, class yes. at the time. Yes, he was class at times. But look at that last season at Spurs. I mean, I, I, I don't know what <laughs> that last season at Spurs. He wasn't very good. He had down tools. He wasn't that interested. He was out of the side, and then you know, eventually they brought him back in because they really needed something. And and they said, look, you can have your move, but you've got to play. So he's another one that you know. He, he'll try and try and get his own way, you know, not turn up to training or not do whatever. I, I did watch the Spurs documentary. I'm really, really sorry, boys, <laughs> but I needed a laugh. Half an hour um, and watching Spurs <laughs> documentaries, you're a disgrace. <laughs> it, I, needed a laugh. I needed a laugh. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I saw on there and, and he's he's he is a good player. Yeah, but he's nah. No, 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 no. He's he's one of them. He's one of them. And yes, it would it would annoy people. 
but it's not like a Soul Campbell annoying people, is it? It's, you know, it's trying to replicate something that we did years ago to, you know, nah, not Ericsson. With Campbell, we nicked him at his prime. With Ericsson and the Aldevero that people were talking about before. Aldevero I would have had. We'll be take yeah, no, but we'll be taking their cast offs. We don't want people's cast offs. We want to be creaming other team other teams. We want to take their best players to make our team better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he can't get a game at Inter because Conte won't have him. No. He hasn't got the right ethic. He hasn't got the right work ethic no. at all. And Look, we don't need we've that. We've got creative players play. coming back into... Like, got, when you've got Martinelli coming back in and then you've got other players that are going to start coming back, when party comes back from injury and stuff like that, there are pieces to fit together. Unfortunately, we've got pieces from two, three, four different jigsaw puzzles at the moment, and they, all, they don't all make one cohesive picture. It's going to take time, and we just have to, I hate the phrase now, trust the process, because everybody seems to be triggered by it nowadays, because everybody's a snowflake. But for God's sake, there are players that will be leaving, and the clicks that people keep going about, especially like Mandy was talking about um, on, an, uh, on the same old Arsenal podcast, it was there. These little clicks and these people talking in people's ears and it's it's just dragging down the, the morale of the team and negative um, performances lead to negative uh, results. And that self-fulfilling prophecy that if we keep going on and on and on with like this, we'll have to wait till next season before anything gets better. It's, yeah, that's exactly my, my point that I've been saying. I think um, uh, Pete tried to follow it up in a comment in there saying about you'd spend £100 million pounds or you've you got to spend 50, 60, 70 million to buy a decent number number 10 or that type of player. Um, where Ericsson, you'd get him in uh, on a free um, or on, on a loan deal. Because uh, where is he? He went to Italy, didn't he? And it hasn't he went worked to out. But he's on, he's on 300k a week at Inter mm. because they got him for a song. If we signed him, we'd be paying. We won't be paying him under a grand a week, which is probably what he's worth. It'd be, we'd be paying him online with um, Oba and some of our best players when he's not worth it. No, I'd no. rather give Saka a go at ten in the middle, and you know, bring Martinelli in when he comes in, and give um, a lot of people have been calling for Pepe in the middle and stuff like that. There are other options without spend throwing good money after bad. Because we've, that's what we'd be doing is throwing good money off the bad. On some of the WhatsApp groups that we're on, um, and I don't know if it was on the one that we, we share, but the, we listed player after player after player. That's just not good enough in this squad of, of 14. Some of the other oh. things are, are, are 25. Um, There's Some of the, the, the other things I, I wanted to discuss on this one. In particular, we heard that smashing of heads uh, with uh, David Louise and uh, Raul Jimenez. Um, he was out for about 10 minutes. Uh, and he was taken off, and rightly so, taken to hospital, has a scan, has a, a fractured skull. Um, did you think, uh, Trev, that he, um, David Louis, should have continued to play? Or, like, you, you've played rugby to a certain level. It may not have been around when you were playing rugby, but they've got um, a substitution where uh, if you have a, a blood injury that you can um, go uh, be substituted, be treated, and then go back on the pitch again without actually using the sub. And Steve, I know you follow a lot of rugby as well. So, Trev, did you want, do you want to come in on that? Or? 
Well, when I played rugby, Fergus, you didn't, you didn't go off the field. As long as you could walk, you didn't go off the field. Fine, fine. Right? Because, <laughs> people, because people gave you hard time about it. As for the, of course, there should be, there's a good protocol in rugby and that, that you can you can bring a substitute on for, for up, I think it's up to 10 or, or there's not a limit. If someone's off having a head injury assessment, you can bring a temporary substitute on while, that, while it's ensured that that person is not at risk by continuing to play the game. And there's no reason why they couldn't do that in football. No reason at all why they couldn't have said, right, we're, we're bringing on a... Well, they, they can't because there's no rule, but they should put a rule in place that says, we can take David Luiz off the field for 10 minutes. We can take him to the wonderful medical facilities that we have at Arsenal. We can run him through all the tests and then we can decide if he's fit to play. And if he is and he goes back on and that substitute comes off and there's no substitute use. What really worries me, Fergus, is that they left him on there till half time and then dragged him off. So mm. he obviously weren't feeling right. There was obviously something amiss. I think the words I heard, and I'm sure you boys will put me right, was that he wasn't comfortable heading the ball. And didn't he head the ball straight after it happened? Yeah, so, so there's well, something amiss you know, there. As anybody else, when you get an injury, you have that rush of adrenaline and it dulls the pain. But when you come off when you come off the off the field at the break of play. He might think I've 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 worked through the pain, I've played through the pain, I've headed the ball still, but it's still you know we're at a stage where we can swap him out, and it won't cost us. I think it was uh, him playing on if he felt right to, then it's the right decision. But Johnny, do you Johnny, think that listen, mate, people people often don't know they've got a head injury, right? Because because their head scrambled. Sorry, Fergus, they don't know what's going on. I've I, I've I'll give you a prime example, right? A mate of mine, we played rugby many years ago and he, he got a whack on the head. We didn't even know he got a whack on the head. He went down and um, and he got up and he played the rest of the game. And afterwards, we were sat in a bar having a pint and he said, uh, what was the score today? And someone said, we lost. Can't you remember? And he went, oh, of course we lost, yeah. And then we were away again talking. And then five minutes later, we went, what was the score today? And someone said, we lost. What's up, mate? Of course we lost. Yeah, I forgot. Sorry, boys. My round. Get a beer in. Yeah. It's actually all normal. Mm -hmm. And then five minutes yeah. later, he comes back again. Uh, what was the score today? And I think after about the fourth or fifth time he'd done it, we took him down to the hospital. He had concussion. He was concussed and he needed to be, he needed to be checked over. And and with the, with the medical facilities we have at football grounds nowadays, they can do that straight away, can't they? They know these people are clever. You know, so... There's no reason why um, why they shouldn't take him off track right. and bring it back on again. Julian says in rugby that um, it's assessed by independent by a doctor and and, and makes a yeah. uh, call about concussion. I believe the doctors on the pitch, because uh, both the Arsenal and the Wolves doctors went onto the pitch to look after and the medical teams to look after both the players. And they did do lots of questioning and stuff. And there were some questions that they had to go through. Um, and they deemed... David Louise good enough. Obviously, um, Jimenez couldn't couldn't get up. He was he was stretched off. So there was no way, you know, that that, that was going to change. Like Ed Seaborn worries about it getting abused. I don't think you can uh, really abuse um, and give somebody a ten minute rest because it is going to only be after a head injury. It's only going to be done, as Julian said, with an independent assessment by a doctor. And a doctor is only going to make it on medical grounds and wouldn't make any decision based on tactical grounds. I know. The medical teams. Go on. Having said that, Fergus, 
It's a very interesting point that Edward makes. Hello, Edward, by the way. I'm, I'm missing our chats too, mate. But it's a very interesting point Edward makes because whatever rule there has ever been made up in football, players have found a way to abuse it, haven't they? Everything. Mm. That's the way football exactly is. Right. If, yeah. we, if, if we go to extremes, at times, the team with the best cheats wins the game. Right? It's not about a football. Team with the best cheats wins the game. So, although we would hope that wouldn't be abused, football's football. And Edward's right. They, they always find a way around something to make, to, to twist it, you know? So, he's, he, he does make a good point in fairness. Um, Steve and Johnny, five subs. They're talking about five subs. Uh, they were brought five subs in post-lockdown because of the strange scenario with... Um, with uh, like a, a half layoff, not proper summer, and it was halfway through the season, and we were going to be playing in in what could have been really hot weather in the summer uh, in the UK. Uh, they're talking about bringing it back in again. I don't know on a permanent basis. I know they're bringing it in in the EFL. I don't know how for how many seasons. But do you agree that five subs should be brought in because there hasn't been a proper cessation to this last season, and it's time it ran into the other, and then we played the extra. Uh, international friendlies, which I don't really want to go into the international friendlies because they're absolute bullshit that they've actually even happened in the first place for a, a, a meaningless um, uh, competition in the Nations League. Uh, Steve, do you want to go first on what your view on it and then go to Johnny? Yeah, I, 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 I think it makes sense. I think the fact that every year at some point over the winter when it gets congested, everyone talks about the players' welfare and everything else and that we need a break and blah, 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 blah. Take into account the short summer, and a lot of football played over the summer where, you know, in that hot period where, you know, I don't, I don't know how it affects sportsmen's bodies. I'm not a sportsman, but uh, <laughs> I think I think five cents makes absolute sense for at least this season, because the aim is to finish this season in May as normal. So I think, you know, for, for, for the simple fact of player welfare and, you know, Yes, there is international duty. We're saying at the moment, on I think I've heard it on every podcast I've watched in the last two weeks, Saka looks absolutely shot. And that's because he's playing too much football. You introduce mm. five subs, you can bring him on late, uh, as well as structural changes, give him a run out. You can also, you know, take him. So I think for this season, I think it has to be because people are playing too much football. Johnny, um, your view on it, bearing in mind that you've got Arsenal who've got a bigger squad than, say, the likes of Burnley or the likes of, you know, Fulham, they wouldn't have the same strength and depth in the squad. Could Is it fair for every team within the league to have five uh, five subs? Do you agree with five subs in the first place? Uh, I know, I know J James made a comment, we don't have, do we have five decent subs to bring on when we haven't even got a start, decent starting 11? It's a point, but... Yeah. Then if you extrapolate that down to other teams who wouldn't have the strength and depth. Johnny, what, what's your view on it? There was a time when there was no substitutes. And um, it was frowned upon when the player was injured and too hurt to carry on. They just sat, either stuck them out of the wing or they just went off the pitch. It's, a, it's about progression. There's going to be a point where there will be four and five substitutes. There'll be a point when there'll be... Um, cricket and tennis style challenges to VAR uh, and stuff like that. This is all going to be part of the progression of the game as we see it. We can see the, uh, the, the, the writing on the wall as it is. Five substitutes is the natural progression of the way the game is going, especially this season. They shouldn't have got rid of it for this season for all the muscular injuries that people were having and stuff like that. The evidence bores out 
the feeling of the experts. And when I say experts, I mean the managers, the top-level managers like Klopp, Guardiola, Arteta. They all said, no, we should keep the five subs because we're going to get increased amount of injuries. And it's happened. Everywhere else across Europe kept their five subs and they're at it being able to manage their squads better. But What it, about tactical, what about tactical usage? About about people's squads is irrelevant. They all have seven subs on the bench. Yeah, so five subs. They've still got two left. One of them's a goalkeeper. And increasing it to nine subs, every single squad in the Premier League has a 25-man squad. And plus the under-19s or under-21s. So mm. you can't say it's about the general standard of the squad. It's a representation of at the end of the league. The same same teams are going to be at the top again because their their general standard of their squad and performance of the squad it is reflected in the position in the league. But when it comes to it, it it's about a team ethos and not about in a collection of individuals. The te the teams in the league that played best as a squad and are driven as a squad. You talk about Liverpool, for example, lost lots of players. To, the, to all these niggly little injuries, but they're still putting in the performances because they're, they've got a general standard of training. They all work to the same tactical know-how and they're drilled the same by the same manager. Whereas we've got a, a, a collection of individuals. We don't have a team at the moment. Um, we generally just have uh, not a lot of cohesion. And it's been the same for the last few seasons. So in terms of fairness... We're all on the same level playing field in the amount of players that we can have. It's all been the same for years. We've got the same amount of squads. It's about how they use their resources and how they draw their teams. You look mm. at Burnley, they don't have the resources of other teams, but they've been pretty solid in the Premier League for a few years now. They're making the most of their resources. And it's the same. We've got looking at uh, Fulham when they came up before, they spent over 100 million. They had the resources, they had money put in, and they went straight back down again. So it's about how you use it, how you train, how you tactically set up. Has nothing to do. I, I, I don't. I don't think players are able to get to train as much. I think they're just they're just playing football and playing football. Trevor, do you have a view on 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 five subs? Absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Five subs. Listen, I know they're going to take the Mickey out of the old man. One sub yeah, is bro. what we want. One sub, right? And if and if and if you use your sub, then you go down to ten men. And if your goalkeeper gets injured, then one of the players goes in goal. It's what made the game good for us fans, you know. And you play on a mud bath of a pitch. And these players, they can't play these <laughs> games. Listen, when we won the league in 1971, right, right, during the war, Arsenal, Arsenal played <laughs> 64 games that season. Shut up. Fergus, me and you are going to have it out in a minute, I'm telling you. <laughs> when we won the double in 71, Arsenal played 64 games, right? And we used 16 players. George Armstrong played every single one of them games. 64 games in a season on mud baths of pitches, right? Not like they are now, like snooker, snooker tables. Mud baths of pitches. And not once did they complain about being knackered or not being able to perform or wanting more money. They played for the. They played for the game. They played for the game. They can't play two games a week. G give me a break, man. Can't play two games a week. We, you shouldn't be being paid hundred and thirty thousand pound a week. Then I'll play every day at my age for hundred grand a week. 
rubbish, absolute rubbish. I'm sick of this modern crap. Sick of it. <laughs> it and imagine if you only had one sub instead of five, you'd be saving half a million a week in wages. And they're always moaning about money because you'd have all this. We lose a lot more games as well. Yeah, but everybody, everybody be on the same, uh, same. Uh, you uh, won't lose more games, Johnny. Everybody's in the same boat. It's not like it's not like one club does it. That's how the league was. We, we're full of prima donnas. They don't even have to go and see the manager about a contract now because they've got an agent that'll go and see him. You know, it's rubbish. The game's gone to pot. We've got players that are, that, that, that are soft as old rope, right? We've got agents robbing the game left, right, and centre. We've got owners robbing the fans. What have we got to look forward to? You know, I, I'm, I'm right. This is the last time I'm being down tonight, right? I'm, I'm, I'm done with being down. But Jesus Christ, I'm on one. No, I've got, I've got one. two games I'm, a week. I'm, 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 two games a week. Yeah, I've got one more for you, um, for you, Trev. Uh, I keep on going on about the man, um, and it's not because I dislike him, um, and it's not because I don't think he's one of the top, top keepers in the league. Uh, it's not because I don't think he's an international goalkeeper. It's not because I think we sold the wrong keeper and all that sort of stuff. I'm just sick to death of Bird Leno parrying the ball onto the penalty spot. Yes, there was a deflection, and so, but he just never seems to catch the ball. I get arguments back. He's a fantastic uh, shot stopper. I get arguments back. He's an international keeper. I get arguments back. He's the, uh, a world-class keeper. He's top four or five keepers in the in the league. <laughs> what do you think, Trev? Should he be should he be catching these rather than keeps on parrying them? And when he does parry them, I, I know you're on one, and when he does parry them, he parries them straight onto the penalty spot rather than parry them to the side or something like that. I'll, I'll counter that, Fergus, with a comment, right, mate? I'll counter with a comment, mate. Leno is not the least of our worries, mate. Don't be worrying about Leno. Don't be worrying about Leno, pal. He ain't the best. Sometimes he concerns us a little bit. But don't worry about Leno, mate. We've got much more pressing things in our club to worry about, I'm telling you. It's you like know? worrying about a dub toe when you've got a bullet wound to the gut. That's what it's. That's what we're talking about now. The we've toe still got to put it like sums it up. Yeah, yeah. But the toe was very, very irritating for me. Yeah, mm. but it doesn't matter because you're going to die from the gut wound. Probably, but the toe was very irritating yeah. for me, Johnny. We've got a massive hole in the middle of our of our team, right in the middle. We've got no bloody midfield. I don't know if the rest of you saw it, but there was a graphic about the average positions yeah. against Wolves. There was a massive hole in the middle of the pitch. There was no sod in there. No one. And I think that's exactly where party would have been, personally. And you look at the average positions. Gabriel was further forward than Xhaka. Xhaka was playing in the left centre-back role. Bellerin um, was way up the pitch. Bellerin was way up the pitch, indeed. Ceballos was playing at the right wing-back, according to this graph, the average positions. in the. It was all over the place. And we've got no cohesion. We've got no fulcrum to the team. We've got no, you know, mainstay in the middle of the team. We thought it was going to be party. We hoped it would be party. Unfortunately, it's not. At the moment, the most uh, consistent performer uh, in the team is Leno because he's 
he he's consistently uh, parrying the shots to the penalty spot or whatever. But he's saving us in games. He's saving us points, making these Most, really good reaction saves. Listen, John, listen Johnny, I, I I do agree with that, and I agree. Before he went off injured, he was playing really really well. He is a good keeper. I just find it extremely frustrating. Really, really, yeah. really frustrating. I think it's a very oh, marked yeah. difference between him and Martinez. Everybody was marked because Martinez was brilliant at catching the ball. He was fantastic at catching the ball, but he's not as good at saving shots. He's not as good uh, agility-wise. So in, in the overall scope, we've got the better two of the two keepers. He's gone. We just. I, I, I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even going to enter into a conversation with regards comparisons. Uh, I'm just sticking about the, who we've got. Uh, Renyarison uh, will play probably tomorrow night against Rapid Vienna. Um, what do you think of him so far, Steve? I know we haven't seen loads of him. What, what do you think yeah. of him? I like him. Just just before we move on, though, Count Johnny, I think our most consistent performer has been Gabriel. And also, if we're not yeah, happy with Leno, we should we should do like Trev says, go back to 1971. Have you know the most unfit player in the in the squad of men stood in the, in between the sticks with a fag in his mouth and a pint down on the left hand side. Let's do that if we're getting fed up with Leno. You've been called up, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> in oh, no, 1971, Steve, in 1971, we had probably one of the greatest goalkeepers and one of the greatest players and one of the greatest men of Arsenal playing yeah. for it. Exactly, Bob so Wilson. Don't go down that road because that'll come straight back, <laughs> double barrel. You know what I mean, you. though. You know what I mean. So you were talking about uh, Mr. Wilson. No. Who but, um, be a star, no, I... by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, appa I'm apparently deluded now as well. I'm not deluded. Oh, here we go. I'm not deluded. Uh, listen, I know, and Trev made it made the point earlier. There are an awful lot more issues with our squad. I was just pointing out a fact about Leno yeah. seems to be parrying the ball an awful lot more. I, I, if I want to add another criticism, I don't think his dis distribution is fantastic. I don't think yeah. he can play very well with his feet. But listen, I'm not. Ha I'm not having a go with him. But we should be able to talk about players. Uh, without people jumping on and and you know just saying that we're deluded and have a discourse, yeah, that's yeah, what people yeah. are chatting on on social media now. It's not uh, opinions can change. You can have a discussion about why you like your opinion. If you say something, you need to back it up with mm -hmm. why you got to that point. It's like when you're doing maths in school, you got to show you're working. It's okay for me to say I think um, Holding is a, a really good defender and I, I prefer him to Louise. I can back that up with what I think he's better at in those positions. I can talk about those things. I don't just make rash decisions and say, well, if you don't agree to me, you're a complete Egypt. No, it just it, that's where we are. That's why uh, social media is such a cesspool. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Can, it can be difficult. Listen, I, I'm all for everybody's opinions, but um, go on, Steve, you're going to say. Yeah, so um, so on on Runison, for what I've seen of him so far, I like him. I I think I he's not played against good opposition, and I think if we play him in say the FA Cup, or um, I, I tell you what, I, I would like to see him in the FA Cup or Capital One Cup whenever we play that next. Um, just because he he does seem to get he gets down well. He stops, you know, he's only had a handful of shots come at him, but he he stops his shots well. He can catch the ball in the air. Um, my only qualm with him is that he looks like a stick. He looks so, so small. So I don't know, you know, if he was if he was contested in the air, we've seen it in, you know, in the league times before where a keeper will go up, he'll go to catch it, but because he's been knocked on the way up, 
you know, loses the ball, the ball goes in and it's not always a foul. So I think I think that's the one part of his game that worries me, just how just how lightweight he looks. But generally he's he's done everything that that he's needed to do. So I'm I'm confident with him as a as a number two on what we've seen so far. I think he looks better than Matt Macy. Um so You're fine. They yeah. seen Matt Macy. Um I, but I mean Matt, Matt Macy's been around that. Matt Macy's been around for probably the best part of 10 years and, and he's played a lot of under 23 in that time. Saw a few games when he was out of Plymouth and he's not he's not a fantastic keeper, but I think he's he's a he's a cheap English through the squad option as a third choice. And I think that's why he's there rather than bringing somebody in to play as a third choice. There's been some um, comments in the homegrown There's been some comments in there about like who we should have sold and kept. Mm-hmm. And I have to agree with Kieran on this one. Mm-hmm. We got twenty million pounds for a player with six months left on his contract, um, and that helped fund the party, um, uh, the, the, the party deal. Listen, uh, talk about a party. There's going to be a very, very small party in North London tomorrow. Uh, Two thousand uh, fans. Fortunately, uh, just to try and get back to some normality, I am one of those 2,000. Uh, I'm going to be meeting up, hopefully, with some adopted brothers and um, uh, 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 and to share a Scotch egg somewhere in a local hostel. Adapted with... brothers? Adopted. What's an adapted brother? It's an Irish What's brother. What's an adapted brother? It's an Irish brother. Adopted. Adopted. <laughs> Listen, I've got you having a go at me there. I've got, I've, I've got, I've got him having a go at me about Heinz Martinez. Oh, Martinez. Oh, oh, that was brilliant. I was watching that when I was up in Sunderland, <laughs> and with Trev making the comment about that's what he has on his fish finger sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> you, you people, you people. I, I remember all of this, you know. So, so Trev, you, 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 you can't we laugh so hard. <laughs> you, you, you uh, can't get down because you're you, where you live is in tier three, so you're not going to be able to go there. But what do you expect about the lineup? And would you play some of these side, slightly out of favour, uh, lacking confidence uh, players, the likes of Pepe, who's played well in the Europa uh, Europa League? Would you be starting Aubameyang? Would you have Lacazette on? If you just look at the forward, who would you have in the midfield? Uh, you know, do you just start with a whole of under twenty threes? I'd no, I'd play. I'd play all the stars. I'd play all the stars that are letting us down, Fergus. Every single one of them that are out of form. Stick the lot of them on the field. With the risk of we and the game we got coming up the weekend, Fergus. If one of them gets injured, what difference is it going to make? They're not winning us games anyway. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make us any worse. Xhaka getting injured isn't going to make us any worse. Albert getting injured isn't going to make us any worse. Lacazette getting injured ain't going to make us any worse because they're not playing very well anyway. They're not playing very any, very well anyway. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, mate. While you're talking about team selection, Fergus, can I drift a little bit, mate? I know you're yeah, in charge, right. right? I'm so worried for for Mikel Arteta. I'm really worried for Mikel Arteta, and I've. I'll, I'll tell you why briefly, because it's about team selection you were talking about, right? Mm. And this is no way. I am I am Arteta's biggest supporter. Biggest supporter. He is our only hope at the moment that Arteta's way will be the way, that he will win the day. But I'll tell you why I worry about Arteta, because this squad, or the core of this squad, not all of it, the core of this squad, ended up getting rid of Wenger, right? That was The core was there when Wenger had to go. Mm-hmm. The core of this 
squad cost Emery his job, right? Because I don't care what anyone says. Emery's not a bad manager. Emery knew what he wanted to do, and the players let him down, right? Now what's happening now is the players are starting to let Arteta down. So it came into my head today, right? The players are starting to let Arteta down. Now, the problem here is that Arteta hasn't got experience along those lines, right? Arteta's been the coach at Manchester City and all winning, all singing, all dancing side. And he started his managerial career at the Arsenal. So he's never been in this situation, right, where he's got to try and get pick players up. Now, an, a more experienced manager, right, a more experienced manager with a history of winning would have had this happen before and he will know how to handle it and he will know what he's got to do to try and put it right. Arteta has not had that experience and it worries me greatly. I, wor I don't worry for the team. I worry for Arteta because I want Arteta to succeed. I want Arteta to be the greatest manager that Arsenal have ever had. But he's in a hole at the moment. Them players, they've put him in that hole. And if them players ain't going to pull him out of it, then I just hope that Arteta's got the skills in here to pull it around himself. So, so Trev, my, my, my view is similar to you. I, I actually rate Arteta, and I think he um, he could be the makings of a really, really good manager, and I hope he 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 is backed and supported. I think he needs to be backed and supported, one, by the players, and two, by, um, uh, by uh, the board. Um, I've seen some bits on Twitter about expect a big January. I don't expect a big January. Um, but I think what's probably protecting uh, Arteta a little bit is if we were to get in, I think we touched on it before in a couple of other podcasts, and we touched it on. Uh, I touched it on. I was on with um, Harry Simeu on uh, the Chronicles of Guna the other night. Um, if we were to get another manager in here, if um, uh, Potocino became uh, the the manager here, or if we had Jose Mourinho or the uh, Klopp, it doesn't name any of them. You know, bring Eric uh, Alex Ferguson out of. Um, retirement bring him as the manager who you just name any big manager out there they'll all want shed loads of money to to buy and mold their their players and we won't we won't support that i don't well we we don't care we we, we just want we want uh, success but i don't see um Kroenke, uh supporting that i know he put his hand in his pocket for 50 million for the the party deal and i know the restructures the debt around the stadium which is more than they've done for a long long time but i just don't i don't see um and i think i think that protects uh that protects the manager johnny do, do you agree with me do you think that protects him a little i think he's been given carte blanche to do what he has to do to build this the team for the future and we talked about uh, bringing in a spine to the team, uh, and we've got we're starting to see it coming into fruition. Um, from what I've read, um, there was a, a, a kind of presentation given by Edu to the Cronkies, and um, basically they said we need two midfielders to come in, and one of those ones, the top of the tree, was Party, and the other one was a creative midfielder. And, and one of those that we know was uh, Hossem Awar. So they already identified what they needed to do in order to take the next step in the progression. Uh, and I think with Leno, Gabriel, Saliba, well, we haven't really seen him, and hopefully we will see him from January, that we're starting to see those pieces come together for a spine. But it's part of the process. We're turning an ocean liner around. 
and we need to jettison uh, some of this um, dead wood. Uh, so some, some of it's down from Ivan Gazidis and Wenger with the negotiating uh, large contracts. When you've got the likes of um, uh, Klasniak on 95 grand a week, you got players on, on, on absolutely silly money, uh, you know, and and we tried to offload quite a few of them in the last couple of windows, but nobody will take them because what they're getting offered elsewhere, wages-wise, they go, well, you know what, I'll just see out my contract. Aaron Ramsey done the exact same thing, and he set, he set the precedent. Yeah, and he got yeah. 400 grand a week to go to Juventus and hardly play, which is fine. You know, let them go. At the end of this season, it's going to be a very cathartic process. We're going to shed so much dead wood that we're going what to get... What does cathartic the- mean? <laughs> Therapeutic. It's gonna feel good. It's not apathetic. It's gonna feel as good as a North London Derby win to see those people Johnny. leave the squad. It's three quarters of a million pounds a week in wages saved once we kick them out and say, jog on, get rid of some of them. See, some of them will come to Johnny the end of is so right. right. Johnny, you've nailed it, son. Because you've pulled it round now, you've done what we all should have been doing, right? You've you've absolutely hit the nail square on the head, son. There in that, we've been negative, negative, negative. We know we've got this crap, right? We know we've got this core of of of, of players that we want out of the club, but we have started the process, Johnny. We've forgotten that tonight, haven't we? We've forgotten yeah. that tonight. We've forgotten we that we've got Marshall, sure. we've got Gabriel, we've got a couple of young centre halves. You know, we've forgotten all of that stuff. We've forgotten that we've got a young manager that we still have faith in, and the process has started, and it's not going to end overnight. You're right, Johnny. We, and, and we said it last week on the show. We said it on this show last week. Don't expect a big January. We ain't going to get a big January. I don't think no. we may get one or two players if we're lucky. Come the summer, how many? Uh, boys, how many contracts run out in the summer? A massive amount of money saving, yeah. isn't it? Massive. Yeah. Tony in the, the oh, there we go. Um, huge yeah. uh, contract. Louis, Mustafi, Socrates, um, Kalasniak uh, and Ozil gives the fresh yeah. uh, fresh start and a much better massive. finances. Um, massive. Yeah. I don't know about yeah. everybody else, but I'm still excited by the players we've got coming in and coming through. Mm-hmm. You look at the players that we do have and we want to keep. You look at Tierney, you look at Gabriel, you look at Saliba, Party, Saka. I'm still excited by Willock. He was our highest appearance um, uh, holder of last season. season. We've got 48 games. Martinelli to come back. I'm still excited by the prospect of Pepe and being able to improve him. He's still a young guy, but he's still got a lot of weight on his shoulders. I'm still excited by Balogun. I'm excited by Eddie. I'm excited by some of these players coming through. We've got a uh, sm- uh, uh, male Smith Rowe. We've still yeah, got I mean, really exciting players coming through. We just need to shake off the deadwood for them to shine. Go on, Steve. Yeah, I think. yeah. For me, I think a lot of people are saying, you know, watch how this season goes. Give him till the summer. Give him till the summer. In my opinion, we have to give him to bare minimum January of next year. It was not next year. 2022. The year after. 2022. Yeah, okay. I just think, I think we all said at the start, you know, three windows. He needs three windows. You can't count last three. December. 
Ideally, yeah, yes. But you think if we're if we're in this, this exact same position, you know, in a year's time, you have to start saying, look, you know, he's he's had these windows now. We haven't quite seen this, or we haven't quite seen that. He's got rid of the deadwood. And if after all this deadwood goes, we're still sitting in fifteenth this time well, next Steve, year. Steve, that's we, when we, the questions really have to be answered, unless the, we get into a disaster this season. At the top of the show, we talked about uh, this is our worst start since 1981 when mm. Terry Neal was in charge. Terry Neal was still given till December 1983 to try and put it right. Yeah. We finished fifth in that season, which I said already. So, you know, that's probably the lack of social media. Again, what uh, Trev pointed out, uh, that there's less mm -hmm. the, the pressures internal rather than the external yeah. pressures of yeah. talk sport, Five Live, all the press, all the, all the various... Exactly, Fergus Keating. Exactly, I don't like a grooming you, my son. But exactly, Fergus <laughs> Keating, and and even when we were losing all those games and we were struggling and and, and we weren't happy with Terry Neal, right? The North Bank used to sing Terry Neal's Red and White Army, Terry Neal's Red and White Army yeah. for twenty minutes at a time without stopping, without stopping, because in those days the fans got behind the team. Mm -hmm. We sung Terry Neal's name because we thought it might lift the team. Yeah, you know that's that's what's it, missing in football these days completely. And that's what, yeah, mate. That's the point I, of being a fan and paying your money and going to the squad, going to the stadium. It's just hundred percent, hundred percent. Sing up and support the team. The people that, that, that we kind of I had it diluted when we moved to the Emirates. Because of the uh, tourist attraction part, but of I, I it. think I, I think it gets diluted as well when you move to all seater stadiums. Okay, I didn't go to stadiums in this country when there were terraces and so on. I did in Ireland, but I, it was a cow shed in Athlone Town, so in St Mel's Park, and it, the terrace was actually a hill. Um, so you know, it, it's a different kettle of fish. But um, I think as soon as you get all seater and making people sit down, I think it takes a lot away from from it as well, guys. What's your predictions for tomorrow night's game then, Steve? Did you didn't go on about what Thursday you thought night. about thir <laughs> Thursday night? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I wish it was tomorrow night. I mean, we'd be in the Champions League. <laughs> what I thought yeah. about what? Sorry, just just sort of the state the, of the, the, the sort of sort of lineups that we're looking at, and um, okay. and, and and we're qualified already. Would you? Uh, would you put up? Um, uh, w would you put out some of the stars, or would you go with the kids? And I'm it's... not going to make a usual joke. <laughs> oh, one week off. Um, yeah, I would. I would like to yeah. see more of the more of the youngsters, more of the squad players. I'd like to see Onenny get some minutes because he's been out. Um, I would like to see Willock stay in there. Um, if we've got an under twenty three midfielder, someone like Cottrell, maybe who's been training with the squad and was on the bench last week. Get him in. Get Smith. Yeah, get Smith Rowe a start. Get Balogun a start. The problem, the problem with starting the squad players, if they do have a good game, you know, because they've played on the Thursday night, they're likely not to start in the league. Because because for some reason, under the last few managers, in the last few years, you have a good game in, in midweek when you get an opportunity. That is often doesn't get rewarded. Joe Willock, it took him three weeks to get to get his start. So um I, I wouldn't want to see a full lineup just because, you know, as Trev said, yes, you know, they're not winning this games if somebody gets injured anyway. So it doesn't make a huge difference. But just give these give these youngsters, give these fringe players a chance because they're not getting a chance to show what they can do in the league. So at least if you, you know, like the Willock situation, you put them out on a Thursday night and they perform, the fans are going to be calling for it. So so hopefully we do see um, 
you know, prediction from the start. I think it's a comfortable 3-0. Two seconds. 3-0. It'll be a comfortable 3 0. Johnny, can I have your score prediction and then we let the old man in? <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be 2-0. Okay. I'm I'm going 3-0 with Steve as well. I think hopefully we will keep a clean sheet. Um, just before we do go to Trevor, Tony makes another great comment in here. Um, no, and Trevor, we will come to you. Look, the likes of Gabriel Saliba, if we get to see him, Tierney, Party, Saka, Smithrow, Martinelli, Balogun, all give the club a brilliant foundation to build and go forward. Plus, this season isn't a write-off. If we get a result on Sunday against that, that lot down the lane, we're back in it, in my view. Um, I can still, uh, uh, he said, it can still be salvaged and turned into a success. Just need to put experienced players to pull their socks up and put a shift in. Mm -hmm. Well said, Tony. Uh, yeah. Trev. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Balogun scored his first goal for Arsenal the other night, didn't he? I was yeah. so pleased for the young man. He was so happy, you know, I was so pleased. But what happened in the build-up to his goal, right? I'll, I'll tell you what happened in the build-up to that goal. Emil Smith-Rowe made a charging run into the penalty area from deep, right? And he picked up the ball on the run and he squared it. I can't remember one game this season where any of our so-called first-team midfielders have made a run like that into the box. I can't remember it. Can't yeah. recall. And, and that is exactly we... what we said. We've, we've gone full circle because that's what we said at the start. We're not getting this the power and the passing from the midfield. Emil Smith-Rowe made that bounding run into the box. He charged through, picked up the ball, was a massive presence, Drew a couple of players out, crossed Balogun, scores his first goal for the Arsenal. That's what we've keep, been lacking. I keep asking guys I ask, I, I speak to, can you remember the last time an Arsenal striker picked up the ball, back to goal, turned and shot? That's probably, what yeah. got me for the goal. Thierry Henry, right? Realistically, it was probably Lacazette in his first season. Yeah. But even still, that goal from Balogun, everything about it was great to see. Great to see, and and what what I I do want to just say because again, all similar thing with the Saliba thing. A lot of people are pinning their hopes and massively hyping these young players. You know, people say because because uh, Ornstein came out today and said that Arsenal want a right sided centre backs, right sided centre back. Half of Twitter are going into meltdown. Why? Yeah. You know, what about Saliba? What about Saliba? What about Saliba? Okay. Saliba is go. I I I think you know Arteta came out and said that he made a mistake not including him in the squads. Supposedly, um, I haven't seen You're the. Club, I've seen a lot of people say it. I think he wasn't added to the squad because of the issues with his parents. So Mikel Arteta said, "Right, take whatever time you need." Saliba's come back. It's all sorted much earlier than expected, and he's now not available. So I think you'll get added in Jan. I think we will start to see him, but he is still only nineteen. And people seem to forget that. And and again, right Farmer, he's, his former teammate from yeah. St. Epion. Uh, Granted, but, it, but he had a full he had a full season full preseason uninterrupted with Leicester. Saliba didn't have that with Arsenal. So he came he um, came in late, right at the end of the window. So yeah, but Saliba was Saliba was in France dealing with stuff with his mum. But but regardless of that, I do think we should be seeing Saliba already. Yes. But you know, we still need a right side of centre back, whether we've got Saliba or not. We've got Mustafi and Socrates leaving in the summer. And we've got holding. We have so we've got holding. And Chambers, we've got will go. Chambers, Chambers will, will probably go. go. I think yeah, Chambers, Chambers is still still worth having in the squad, but 
we haven't seen him yet, so we don't know what Mikel Arteta's plan is. But we're, st- we're still only going to have one other, apart from Saliba, one other right-sided centre-back. We're going to have Gabriel and Mary who are left, you know, left footed. And even then, then we've got four top centre-backs. And that isn't enough because our centre-backs drop like flies. So, yes. No, you know, in, 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 in reality, Steve, four centre-backs is a proper squad. If you've got two players in each position and then you've got an underling, like uh, somebody coming through from the youth team that like looks... Medley, something like that. Medley, yeah, exactly. Medley's having a shocker at Gillingham. He won't, he won't be here for long. Right, he, listen. He was so promising. But... Prev, you never give your score prediction for tomorrow uh, for Thursday night. Um... 3-1. I, I, I think Runison will concede. He was a bit leery the other night. He was a bit leery, Runison. He was a bit okay. too eager, I think. So I think we'll concede. I'll go 3-1 to Vienna. No, not really to Arsenal. <laughs> can, I, can I just say something? I think what we're really missing is that line of succession from the guys who knew what it meant to play for the name on the front of the shirt. And you look at the the line of succession of uh, of players back from Adams. It was drilled into him by Graham, and it and Tony Adams passed it on to Vieira. He told him what it meant. He well, knew, he, he, hand. He, and he passed it on to Fabregas. Fabregas passed it on, and Arteta has that same thing. The and only the, person we, we've done the captain discussion last week, and the only person I that think, I think we should had... resign Fabregas on a loan to bring yeah, him in. To bit, tell the bit. players what it means to play for that shirt, whether or not he plays, I think I still think the influence off of the field is far more important what, than people give it credit what for. In that coffee, um, the, the the only person in that squad at the moment who has got any any sort of resemblance of that is probably Hector Bellerin. Mm-hmm. But I would probably rather Hector Bellerin, Bellerin be rotated out of the squad, and the only person yeah. who looks like they could be that sort of uh, person but don't have the history and 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 the the succession would be rob holding as one tierney possibly at some point um you got gabrielle as well when he get, commands the language and so on but it has to be a midfielder or a defender in my view listen the last thing i just wanted to touch on very very briefly um we're not stopping yet fergus there's more to talk about tonight don't you dare go down that road young man the last thing i want to talk about very very briefly you know what happened last week trev um is is um the north <laughs> no no two minutes mate two not one two <laughs> um the north London derby uh is is it the right time for us to be playing spurs we've got probably 10 minutes and then we'll, we will wrap it up we're going to go a little bit longer just because of the weekend uh, the week hell in. no hell no probably the worst time possible to be playing them because the elephant is at the top of the tree and they're cooing. Nobody knows how they got there. They know they shouldn't be there. But the elephant is at the top of the tree. Listen, don't talk about Johnny Boy. Don't talk about him, right? Because you can you can sum up the continuation of our demise, right? By the build up to this game on What does demise Sunday. mean? Right. <laughs> demise. Demise. <laughs> demise. Right. Deep nuts. Demise and deep nuts. Just listen. <laughs> it's ain't funny, boys. We're talking about our love the road. This ain't funny. We're talking about that love the road, right. right? And this is for the first time 
in my 58 years that I can remember, and this is honest, right? They've finished above us in the past, years and years ago, slightly, but they've never been this confident. For the first time in my 58 years, 50 years of supporting Arsenal, that I can remember. Well, they're not confident the Iniesta one. No. Listen, for the first time, Tottenham fans are ringing me up that know me and dropping me messages that know me saying we think it's going to be an easy three points. They don't even think we're a challenge. They don't even think we're a challenge. This is where we're at now. I've never known that before. Never, ever no, I mean... have I had Tottenham fans this confident. Never. So what's going to happen now is, right, since you're going to get rid of me in a minute, Fergus, I'm going to finish this off, right? This is what our players have got to do, right? You see, I wear this badge, right? I can touch this badge as a fan. I love my football club and I wear it. I don't want pain for wearing it, right? I don't want credit for wearing it, right? I don't want nothing for wearing it. All I want is to have 11 players on the field that go out and give their all in an North London derby, right? If we get the efforts we've been having recently, be, be sensible, we're going to get battered, right? So someone needs to go in that dressing room and remind these overpaid prima donnas, not all of them, some of them, or the big-headed, sulking brats, that this game means everything to the fans. This is about the rest of the season. This ain't about one day, one weekend, one week, one month. This is a season. You do not lose to us, to Tottenham. And if you lose to Tottenham, by God, you go down fighting. Not all the performances we've had recently. It worries me greatly this weekend. I pray that we do an Arsenal and we turn it around and, and, and we turn them over. But would it would there be questions? Would there be questions asked of of Arteta if he can't get them up for this game? I know. Uh, now listen, uh, please don't get me that I'm going down the route of trying to get rid of the man and all. After all, what we said already. But do you genuinely think if he can't get this team or this squad? up for this game on Sunday. Questions should be asked of him. I know there should be loads of questions no. asked of the players. No. No, Fergus. No. Arteta is our only hope for for the future of our football club in the short term and in the medium term. He is our only hope. We've got what we have got to hope is that the problems the people that landed us in this situation where we've got this overpaid squad, underperforming squad, couldn't give a damn squad, think they're better than they are squad. We've all got to hope that whatever put that in place is now gone from our club. We don't know if it is. None of us know if it is. Arsenal Football Club know if it is. And if that's not gone, we're in serious trouble because we're just going to get a vicious circle with... Of, of doing the same again. We've got to hope the likes of Raul and Gazidis and whoever else has gone were the problem. Because if I they weren't the problem, then the problem is still in our club and we're in trouble. Um, uh, Trev, unfortunately, uh, with some conversations I've been having with some people in the club, uh, and not a player level, I'm talking about right down to tea lady level, there's not a lot of happy people in the club at the moment. It's not a happy camp. And that really does also add worry uh, to to me about just the overall state uh, and condition of this wonderful club, this Arsenal Football Club. Johnny, are you confident? No. Uh, I think if we win, it's a patch on a, on a gunshot wound. I think if we draw, 
it is a stay of execution. And I think if we lose, everybody's going to say, meh, we was always going to lose. And unfortunately, that's the wrong attitude to be having because everybody, like you say, most of the fans I know, um, generally speaking, think we're going to lose because they're up and we're down and we have we have no discernible style, no discernible Arsenal way, no discernible confidence, whereas they're the opposite. Mm. They've got Maureen. They've got the uh, the window liquor. They've got the the, di the diving conscript. You know they've got uh, players there, and the confidence and a way of playing and a winning way of playing with that uh, horrible Maureen. But Steve. I just don't see us getting anything from this game. Unfortunately, I hate to say it. Steve. Sometimes Johnny has such a poetic way with words, he does, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> so we, we we look at last season. We were we were on a, a little bit of this this game last season. We're on a little bit of a crestable game, way. Uh, sorry, it was the the dire the shush. Yeah, last season, wasn't it? No, that was at our place. Uh, that, I remember that. on the pitch. I, I I got soaked and coined and a similar, yeah. a similar sort of time though, wasn't it? Towards the end of. Uh, it, it was, we played them and we and and uh we played better than we had ever played against them and we end up losing i think 2-1 um and uh Mourinho just put everyone behind the ball and was very pragmatic he's a very pragmatic manager in a lot of the ways he 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 does things but yet again against man city they scored a goal within 4 minutes and then they just absorbed everything for thirty and had thirty-three possession percent uh, uh, possession of the game. Do you see this being a game like last year, where they just sit back and do what Leicester did to us, do what uh, Villa type did to us, and or do you see them coming at us and just really making us yeah. squir squirm? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see that happening at all this year, just because they are clicking. They are clicking all over the pitch really you've got son and kane that are feeding each other and scoring for fun you got Ndombele who you know stop now stop is saying stop. <laughs> i don't like it Trev. i'm just answering the question i'm not listening to it i'll you've go got, we don't I talk think... about them we don't need to talk about them stevie I'm boy you know i love you leave me alone no i just the, the, the question was: Are you accepting? The, are you expecting the same type of game that we'll go at them a little bit more? Or are you expecting them to come at us? They'll come at what? us. They will come at us. They'll come at us. And the thing is, they've got their uh, their missing piece, as I called it. They've got that Hoiberg they got from Southampton. Everybody was like, "Oh, well, they traded it." With the Mourinho's um, uh, uh, Matic, but he's the same type of player again. Same, he mops up. He's a ball winning, ball carrying. Kante type player in the middle of it, and he's been the missing piece for them. And anything that goes through the middle of the park, he mops up. Somebody Thankfully, did mention in midfield, so it doesn't really matter. Somebody, somebody did mention in the comments earlier. Uh, Kante is on a free. Um, yes, uh, he's had a contract, and wouldn't wouldn't that be a good shout? Now that you 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 mentioned that, fantastic. Listen, um, it has it hasn't been the most upbeat uh, and fantastic podcast. It's been. Cathartic, at least. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Trev's looking at me like he wants to kill me. <laughs> I'm, not looking. 
I, you, know, you see, you, Steve, you're wrong. This this isn't me wanting to kill anyone. This is just my face when someone mentions that lot from up the road. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, know, I don't like I them. I don't want I know, to talk I about don't, them. I don't, it's a well, I don't. It's a well-known fact, son, right? I was born and raised in Tottenham. I went to school next door to the Tottenham ground. I've had it all my life with them. I don't yeah. want to talk about them. I don't, I don't, 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 it doesn't even cross my mind what they might do. What should it, what all us Arsenal fans should be concerned about at the moment is how we do. Is Arsenal Football Club, yeah. right? No, I get Arsenal that. Football Club. Ask me for a prediction for Sunday, Fergus, please. 4 0. 4 0. 4 0 to the Arsenal, right? Me too. Stevie, I love you, son, but it's about this, right? It's about this. No, no I know. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I don't I'll, care about I'll them. Mention just... them. I'll mention <laughs> them and I'll talk about them, but I'm not going to break all their players down and start talking about them one by one because I don't give a toss about them. I don't give a damn about yeah. them. It's fair I just, enough. You know, I did, Sorry, Steve. I love you, man. I, I do hope Terry is is right. Terry says it's building up to be a very Spursy moment. Um, maybe they'll get great. one of these and, and, <laughs> and, and, and totally bottle it. Boys, listen, thank you very much for joining us uh, on yet another Guns and Yellow Bins podcast, an Arsenal uh, podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Johnny, good to see you, mate. Um, hopefully Fergus, wait a minute. Fergus, wait a minute. Here he goes. <laughs> 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 it's almost like I record that bit, isn't it? <laughs> this is the, as always, brilliant. Thank you very, very much, old man. Thank you. Um, up and the Arsenal. We, up the Forget Arsenal. About the other lot. Yes, we're Arsenal absolutely. fans. Right. Only one last. Only one last. Up thing the arse going. Up the arse. Up the arse. Up the arse. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.